You are listening to The Polk Experience. Welcome to The Polk Experience. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. And I'm Jack Cormier. And I'm Josh Hicks. And today we're going to be talking about some of the best things in Polk County, especially here at Florida Southern Softball. And we have Coach Mo Triner here with us today. Welcome to the show, Mo. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, this is a great privilege to be in here, first of all, but your history in softball and the things that you've done and accomplished over the years in softball, it's great to sit down with you and, and talk the game and have some opportunity to uh, spend some time talking, especially about mock softball. So to start off, you've, you're a local you're a local athlete, right? You you grew up in this part of Florida. Yes, sir. I grew up in Gibsonton, which some people don't know where that's at, but it's just south of Brandon and a little small town. Um, not a lot going on there, but that's where I'm from. Well, I, I know where Gibsonton is because they got the big giant shoes out there on the side of the road, right? <laughs> yep. The, okay, that's that's the, the giant shoes from the, the carnival. The carnival so, out there. So for, for folks listening who aren't familiar with it, Gibsonton was a long time winter retreat for carnival performers. Correct. So I, I think, is the Carney Bar still even down there? It is. It's, uh, it's called Showtown. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's still there. I haven't been there a long time, but I'm pretty sure it's still there. But back, uh, it used to be called Giants Camp. It was a little uh, restaurant right there on the river. Right. And yep. um, I think that's shut down and they've kind of fix it up and the boot is still out there but it's kind of like a memorial now kind of deal so it's, it's very okay. historic yeah. i mean it really yeah. is it's i mean ringling brothers and everything used to go through there and yep. the carnival um performers would be there and uh when i first moved to this area they sent me down to gibson 10 i worked for tampa electric and i went down there i was like <laughs> where the hell am i <laughs> But it was great. It's a great yeah. little area down there. Yeah, I remember coming out here in the in the 80s and going down there with my grandfather to go to visit Showtime. Mm-hmm. And and they were trying your, your out their tricks. Your grandfather took you to a bar? Oh, yes. Okay. And they were... And they were <laughs> you were driving. Right? I just oh, yeah, wanted yeah. to clarify. Yeah. yeah. And they were, well, 80s, I'm legal. Yeah, true. So, um, and they were, uh, and they were all trying out their routines. Yeah. They were trying out, so some, some guy was trying to learn how to spit fire. And that was fun to watch. Well, it, was it was like, yeah, well, I, I do something with the gas and I do something with the. It was really neat when I was a kid. Like we would go on bike rides through the little neighborhoods and everything. And one of the yards was completely fenced in by, you know, chain link fence. And we, were, we would always ride by and see if we could see anything. Well, then we would see the little monkeys out there swinging around in the huh? trees and stuff. So it was very neat. It was really cool. That's great. That's great. So having grown up in Gibsonton, you played your softball in high school where? At East Bay High School. At East Bay High mm-hmm. School down there. And you went from there to USF directly? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. Um, it was kind of, it kind of, the whole recruiting process is so different now. But back in the day, you know, we had to write letters, like handwritten letters to coaches and stuff like that. And, you know, um, the, the couple of schools that I wrote to, which were USF and like FAU, um, you know, and they both started recruiting me. And, you know, I don't know, but when I was playing travel ball, somehow it got out that I didn't want to go out of state. So a lot of the out of state colleges um, would come to me and said, oh, we heard that you don't want to go out of state. And I'm like, that's not true. I never said that, but whatever. But then it was like easy, like USF, like Ken would come to my games. And I remember he would be up in the top of the stands and like his Tom, uh, Tommy Bahama hat on with his <laughs> yeah. mustache. And he was incognito up in the top of the stands. And I'm like, who's that weirdo up there? And then, you know, my mom and dad were like, oh, that's the coach from USF. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went to a few camp, like winter camps at USF and, um, 
I don't know, I really enjoyed working with him and he taught me a lot in the short amount of time. And I went to a camp that Michelle Smith was there and um, I got to, you know, learn a lot from her and just be around them. And I don't know. And then I, as the recruiting process continued my senior year, I went on a visit to USF and I decided that's where I wanted to go. And Coach Hildred Deese was there Mm -hmm. and she was the head coach at the time. And, you know, she offered me a scholarship and I was like sitting in there and she's like, okay, so you'll let us know. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I'll let you know. My parents are like, um, hello, are you going to like accept it now? Or like, are you just going to wait? What are you waiting for? What, what is this game we're playing here? <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I just looked at him like, uh, okay, I'll accept it. I'll accept it now. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was a little awkward. Now I look back and I'm like, man, that was really awkward then. But, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then I had to tell FAU that I had committed to USF. That wasn't fun, but it was pretty cool. Um, but, and I went to USF and... I, I've, I had a really good career there. I had a lot of fun, made a lot of really cool teammates, and um, I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned a lot. So, well, again, to show my age, I remember you playing in shorts. Oh, yes. And long stockings. But I heard that the there was actually short stockings mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So My, my freshman year, um, like – the girls on my team, they were tough. Like they were real tough. They didn't care about a scrape, a bruise, like, and they pretty much told you you need to wear it. You know what I mean? So my first year we wore short socks, like the, like the ones, the no, the no show socks where you can't see them. And then we wore shorts and you slid like that and you got a big old strawberry and mm. You enjoyed it. Like, it was almost like, a, you know, like a badge of honor. Like, you, yeah, I mean, they, you they, liked it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not talking about knee-length shorts. These were like Larry Bird-esque, <laughs> you know, mid-thigh, a little bit higher shorts. They were, you know, so. The Chicago White Sox tried that for like a game. Yeah. I and mean, I think everybody said, nah, this is a bad idea. We're not going to do this anymore. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it. Uh, it hurt. <laughs> there yeah. were times, I mean, and we practiced in them. So it was like, if you had, if you got a strawberry from the first weekend, you had it for the whole season. Like oh, it yeah. wasn't going away. Never heals up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So you had to been running into second base yeah. going, please let it go through. Please let it go through. <laughs> or you dive. Oh, you dive. Dive, dive. Yeah. first. I, I learned yeah. the, the art of diving to just so that my legs didn't get hurt. And then the girls thought it was funny because, you know, they see me coming and it's like my teammates thought it was funny because it was like a tank coming at people. So, and you know, made, we made fun of it, but yeah, you learn real quick that you don't need you don't want your legs to be beat up. So, well, you know, Mo, you're you're very humble, and I'm gonna let the folks know that um, she's a Hall of Famer at USF. Uh, we had a 390 plus batting average while you were there. You probably still hold a few records there, some home runs and some some batting average stuff, right? I don't hold home runs anymore. That that got beat out a while ago. Um, but yeah, I had a bunch whenever I left USF, which you know was a huge accomplishment for me because when I played, it wasn't about that. I just played to make my teammates happy and to just enjoy it. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, there were times where I was not fun to be around because I wasn't playing well. And it's not because I wasn't getting accolades and I wasn't getting the awards that I feel like I should be getting. It was more about the fact that I wasn't, I felt like I was letting my team down. You know, I felt like the times that I wasn't performing was, like it was on me and I needed to do better. And I wanted my teammates to do, know I was doing better for them. And I, so it was more about that. I never even thought about, you know, being an All-American and I, that was never put in my head. I never even imagined being in the Hall of Fame or any of that kind of stuff. It was more about, I just wanted to play. Like I was having fun. My teammates were awesome. 
I, you know, I enjoyed working with Ken and, and our coaching staff and Stacy Heinz and all these kind of people, but it was more about, I just wanted to have fun. And that's what, you know, and I try to tell my kids that now. And sometimes they look at me like I'm, I have 10 heads because it's not about that anymore. It's more about what can you accomplish and what can you put on your plate rather than, you know, just have fun. Yeah. Right. You, you don't, you don't play for the accolades. You play for the love of the game. Right. And the, and the good things come. So that that's a great lesson for especially young athletes that, you know, nowadays everyone wants to have a Nike contract. And uh, what are you talking about? Kids now in high school or even uh, in travel ball, getting these these Nike contracts or, or things like that, where they want to be. You no, know, they want to have their own shoe. They want to have all these things. Just play the game. You play the game well good things happen exactly. right, typically. So, but no, that's, that's fantastic that you had all those great years. You had a pro career mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, fire, tell us about the fire sticks. The fire sticks. Yeah. Um, played for the Tampa Bay fire sticks in, Oh God, 99 and 2000. Um, and in 99, we won the championship and I had the pleasure of being able to pitch the championship game and it was on ESPN. It was really cool. And we won, and I once again, like you know, the girls that I played with, they were just like that was probably the funny, the funniest team I've ever been a part of, just because they just played, you know, like right. and, and at the I guess the couple years before that, they were the worst team in the league, so they went from the worst team in the league to the best team in the league in the matter of one off season. So it was fun. I had a good time with them, and then the next year in two thousand, when I played, we were the, there was only four teams. There was two in. Plant City, and then there was two in Akron, Ohio, and right. um, like a team from Akron would come down and play the two teams in Tampa. The other team in Akron would be traveling around playing Team USA. Okay. So it was kind of like a get Team USA ready for the the Olympics that year, and um, so it was a little different. We pitched at forty feet, which we weren't used to doing. I mean, we had been at forty three in college, and then we and then in the pro league we were at forty three. Then that year we went to forty because Team USA was at forty, so they wanted to kind of keep it you know the same. So it was really different, and I mean, still I had fun, but it was a little bit crazy. And then I went off and I coached at Virginia, Virginia Tech for three years. Right. And um, and then after I had coached there for three years, I decided one the cold weather was a little much for me, and I, you know I missed my family a lot, so I wanted to come back. So I called Coach Erickson at USF and I said, "Hey, do you have a volunteer position?" And he said, um, "Sure do." And I said, "Okay, can I have it?" And he said, "Yeah." So I came down and um the first year i was there um he was with yeah he was with team usa for the 2004 right deal and that summer i had trained and they they restarted the pro league which was in you know there's uh, it started i think as eight teams and in mm-hmm. six um but then i went out and played for uh the arizona heat in the summer of arizona it was miserable appropriately (laughs) named right and it was crazy we had practice from 6 a.m to 9 a.m and 6 p.m to 9 p.m like you weren't out during the day because it's too hot too hot but it's a dry heat mo oh yeah it's dry all right right? Uh, it did feel like you were in an oven but like it was cool because the university of arizona has you know diehard fans and those kind of those fans kind of like had you know would come out and watch us play and you know they would scream at us when we were doing well and they would mm. cheer for us when we were so it was fun but it was it was i had been out of playing for a while so getting back into it was not hard but like you know we were all older and it just wasn't 
things were starting to break down on our bodies. We were mm-hmm. getting sore and injured and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, it's time for me to hang it up. Like, and I think I was about, I don't know, 30, maybe. I don't even remember. But uh, so, yeah, I was like, you just right. wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm almost me. 60. Yeah, you I, just wait. I throw BP to the girls and I'm like, oh, my arms are killing me, you know, and like just things just ache now. But yeah. But it was fun, and and so like 2004 was last year that I played competitively, and then and then I've just been coaching ever since. Yeah, it, it it's been a, a good coaching career for you as well. Um, one of the things I want to go back to real quick is I know that international rules are always different, and they've got a lot of different things that they do. But you're a pitcher; you you've coached a lot of uh, young ladies in pitching. Does the three feet really make a lot of difference at 43 to 40? How does that change the everything with the ball? Well, it, it changes it in the fact of the break, where it, when it breaks, how early it breaks, how late it breaks, the speed of it's different. Um, you know, so there it's it's not a lot from the, I mean, the pitching side of it, if you can make the adjustments, I don't think it's a lot, but then there are a lot of people who ha- struggle with making the adjustments. So it just, I think it really just depends on the kid and person. Yeah. Because, um, Perception. Yeah. You know, you're that three feet closer. It just feels yeah. wrong. Well, right? and, and you, know? You're, you know, you have people that are throwing 70 miles an hour at six or at 43 feet and you move them three feet closer. It's getting on you. It's like, you know, yeah. It's going to be on you in a blink. Yeah. <laughs> it gets yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, and it's. You just pretty much have to swing and hope you hit, hope it hits your back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, Jack and I were both pitchers. See, she that. just she just named my tactic for every baseball game I ever played in That's swing and hope I hit it. Primarily when yep. I was a pitcher in class, yes. right? Yep. So. I, I came in as a first baseman and the first curveball they threw me was like, hey, can you pitch? I was like, yeah, I can pitch. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. A star was not born. Um, I've had the, uh, I I guess it's fortunate or unfortunate, but um, Michelle was doing some stuff for us over in Clearwater, Michelle Smith, and she was warming up. And I stood in the batter's box against her just to see what it looked like. Oh, boy. It's frightening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes from down here about about a foot to up here under your chin uh, at 43 feet. It's, It's not something you should do it one time. But I would say either Mo or Michelle or someone, the cat or whoever it is, because if if they miss, yeah. it's going to stink. Get hurt. Yeah. Yes. You it's, wear it and you own it. Yeah. yeah. You wear it and own it. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a different type of badge of honor. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're here at Florida Southern um, and you're taking over for a coach that is a legend here in this area, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the field's named after her. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Coach Bellato. Um, there's a lot going on, you, right? You've got a lot of, you got some big shoes to fill and the program is, is evolving. So tell us a little bit about Florida Southern's program and where, where it's going. Um, I just know like back when I was in, in high school, I remember going to tournaments and Coach Blotto being there and, you know, and she was a presence, like people knew who she was and, and it's kind of like, you know, the legend before she's really a legend kind of thing, mm-hmm. deal. And, you know, she was intense and, you know, I went off to USF and I had some of my travel ball teammates that came here and played for her. And, you know, they, they said she's tough. Like she's hardcore. She, you know, she doesn't expect, you know, she expects the best from you every day. And, you know, which is, that says a lot, you know, and, and as you grow up, you want people to push you to be your best. Whereas sometimes I feel like people just kind of like go through the motions Um, you know, so knowing that about her and, you know, what she's created this legacy here at Florida Southern and, 
you know, I was joking with people after I got out of coaching and they're like, you need to get back into coaching. Don't you miss it? And I was like, yeah, I do. But I don't really want to. It was not my you know dream to go. And, you know, the whole recruiting process kind of like burned me out a little bit because we were watching 12 year olds and. I'm like, how? I mean, I wasn't good at 12. Like, how are these kids supposed to be great at 12? You know what I mean? And right. I want them to come to my school and I don't even know how good they are. So I thought, like, that was hard. So then, you know, when I was just doing private instruction, I decided that, you know, if I was going to go back, there's only two places that I would even throw around, and that would be Tampa or Florida Southern. And so it's kind of like one of those deals, and I got a call from one of my former players at um, USF, and she was on the Puerto Rican national team. And she was like, hey, um, would you be interested in being our pitching coach? And I said, what? And she was explained to me that their pitching coach wasn't going to be able to go to the Pan Am games and said, um, could you go? And I was like, where's it at? Like, I'm thinking, you know, just down the street, maybe in Orlando. She said Peru. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, I don't even have my passport. passport. I got nothing. I'm like, I can try. And so – you know, everything fell my way and it happened and I ended up going down to Peru and walking up and I look over to my right and Coach Erickson's standing there and I just kind of waved at him like, hey, <laughs> I'm here. You know, it's kind of funny. And then, um, so that was a great experience to work with Team Puerto Rico. And then uh, I went to the Olympic qualifier with them. And as soon as I got back from Peru, Coach Erickson called me and said, hey, Coach Pilato is looking for your number. Do you mind if I give it to her? And I was like, yeah, sure, that's great. And he said, you know, she might have a job, uh, an assistant coach position open if you're interested. And I was like, okay. Well, I called her and we talked. The next day I came on a interview, like, you know, kind of like just a, you know, just a chat. And uh, she offered me the job to be an assistant. And she said, you know, within the next several years, I'm looking at retiring. And I would, you know, look at, see if you're interested in possibly taking over if things work out. And I was like, for sure, like, let's do it. So I took the job and, you know, Coach Pilato was awesome and, you know, very helpful and very knowledgeable when you ask her questions and, you know, she'll give you a straight up answer. And, and you know, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm looking to her for guidance and she's looking for me to, like, be able to run with the program. And and last year we, we started doing some really good things and then COVID hit. Yeah, and uh, yeah. But they had decided, you know, she had said that she was going to retire after – our season and I was like Mm. oh that was quicker than I thought (laughs) but you know I was you know excited and like I said you know Florida Southern was one of the places that I told people that I would go but so here I am and you know I have to you know reach out to coach Pilato and you know I ask her all kinds of questions and she watches our games and after the game she'll be like hey you know that was a good job here and you know keep it up and you know she gives great advice on you know what we can do to be better what we can do to you know that we probably shouldn't do and all these kind of things so it, it's really good and, and I, I love that relationship I have sure. with her so that she can you know she knows that she can continue to help and and i'll take any information that she could give so yeah that that's pretty awesome to be able to have her still around yeah i was gonna say it's kind of a special thing for florida southern because a lot of the coaches do it uh you know they they're still in the neighborhood i'm thinking of um the women's basketball coach uh 
Norm Bell. Oh, oh basketball, you know, men, men's basketball. Uh, you know, Norm's still around. And he, you know, will come on out and help the kids. And 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 so it's nice that people stay around. This They've become part of the community. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Josh is uh, responsible for recruiting softball events to, to Polk County. And I know one of the things that he's done in the past is especially looking for, you know, the types of events that would benefit the entire community, right? We, we were able to bring in Team USA a couple of times. You you know most of those folks over there anyway because you've worked with them. And uh, I, I thought that was a really good thing for the campus. Did that help uh, with any of the campus spirit around here? Um, for sure. I mean, people hear that, you know, uh, Team USA was here and they're like, you know, they're in awe because they see pictures. Team USA posts pictures of our field and in different places around town and, and they use that. And it's it's advertisement for us. It's huge for us. So um, I think that there have been people who didn't even know, you know, Florida Southern existed. And then here they are you know, seeing Team USA here. And then they're like, oh, well, let me check it out. So now we have people checking it out. Well, I, and then we were like, how did you hear about us? Oh, I saw Team USA was here. So then it kind of adds a little bit for us. I was just going to say, again, Kevin brought it up, but thanks again for being such a gracious and hospitable host. I mean, USA still talks about how great it was to work with you guys. Obviously, you all had a relationship prior. Um, one of the questions I had was, has it? you mentioned it, being a spotlight for Florida Southern and, and your facility, but has it has it drawn any recruitment? Has girls that have seen that go, oh, wow, if you, Team USA can play there, maybe I can for go sure. head over to Lakeland? Yeah, for sure. We've had we've had several kids um, just email us and say, hey, I saw your you know facility on, you know, and I wanted to see, find out a little bit more about school and find out a little bit more about softball program. So, yeah, we've had several people email and several people kind of go through different avenues to reach out to us and, and get some information which is huge for us and we appreciate you guys having them come over here and and it's always nice i mean though you know a lot of those girls on the team are my friends and mm -hmm. coach erickson and i've known each other for seems like 100 years but um <laughs> you know so you know of course they're always going to take care of people when they come over here and and need to use our facility or whatever so it was definitely a fun fun experience good good well we're, we're glad that that's working out and has worked out we hope to have some other things that we can bring uh towards you guys as well and work together with that um how is things looking for well, let's let's go by this year mm -hmm. right because this year i think for everyone is a reset mm -hmm. right moving forward how's the program looking moving forward you got some some good pitchers that are on the on the roster or? um yeah we have we have uh, several uh kids coming in next year i think we have about six coming in next year um and you know from this point, I feel like the more like, you know, Team USA is going to help us promote our facility and the more kids that, you know, we start getting um, some of the kids from the area talking to other people. And I feel like the more we get out there and recruit and and really start picking, you know, it's going to help us a lot. Recruiting is is a huge part of the success of a program. And I feel like we have some kids coming in next year and they're going to they're going to help. Uh, get this program back to where Coach Bellato had it, and and how she made it, and the and the stamp that she really put on it. I feel like we have the the right people coming in, and we're going to go out and continue to start getting the people that we know can be those hardcore kids that really just want to compete and want to have fun. All right. Well, do you think overall softball nationally um, from 
youth softball, travel ball, recreational ball, up to the college levels. Uh, how is the game beginning to progress? And, and I know you've worked internationally in, in the growth of WBSC. How do you feel like the game is progressing overall for for youth development? Um, I think that as you, you know, you look back to, you know, back when I played and there wasn't a lot of teams in like the 1800 division. And now there there is. And I feel like there's so many teams that, you know, part of me wishes that we could kind of limit how many are in there and just make them better quality because mm-hmm. there's there's so there's so many teams that have maybe two or three really good kids and then there's one that has maybe one and then you know put them together and make a really good team but i don't know i, I just feel like the the growth of softball is crazy how much it's grown and and the the level of it has just boomed like it really has and you see these like and it goes in waves like you'll see uh, a few years in the world series where it's just hitting 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 and then the next year it's just pitching right and then and then the next year it's back to hitting and then back to pitching so it kind of goes in waves and, and flows but but that's what keeps it exciting and that's what makes people want to watch it because the fact that there is so much action and, yeah. and it is fast and and you know i hear people all the time god watching a baseball game is boring and then we come watch y'all and it's different well that's just because the the nature of the beast where our field is very short and the baselines are very small and yeah. pitchers are coming at you you know so i feel like you know that all of that added into one but yeah softball is is grown so much it's it's amazing to me how much it's growing and then yeah. the level is is getting better and better and better and that's why you see so many teams that can be beat at any point because there is so much good talent that anybody can beat anybody right now right and the power game I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of home runs being hit and it's like, wow, this this is kind of a new development. I mean, for years, it was kind of a slap and run, uh, you know, small ball sort of a of a feel for softball. But well, and it goes down to the technology of the bats, Um, these bats. Like I joke with people all the time and they're like rocket launchers. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if right now and I this kills me to say it, but I don't know that. I would not have wore a mask because yeah. the balls come off the bat so fast. I mean, I got hit in my shins and and I got hit in the leg, you know, several times. But, like, now it's like I can't imagine. These balls get hit so fast and the kids are so strong. And it's – and they all – you know, so a lot of them go to hitting coaches yep. and, yeah. and pitching coaches. But it's it's crazy. Like, the, the speed of the ball off of the bat is madness. Wow. And, like, when I'm throwing batting practice sometimes, like, I just barely get behind the net. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that one scared me. You know? yeah. It's like sometimes you just – it comes back that fast. So it's – it's a little frightening. So the, the technology of this game has expanded. The same thing with baseball, right? Mm-hmm. The technology has expanded the game, making the ball go longer. The girls or, or guys hit the ball harder. What's it for? I mean, I, at some point, what is it? Does it produce more hits? The, it, the technology? It definitely does. And, and it, it adds in the home run. Because back when I played, only the people that hit home runs were your big kids that could really swing it. You know, I mean, yeah. I joke with people because my bat was a, a 34 28. Yeah. It was like a tree trunk, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and I had to get a good part of the bat on the ball and swing as hard as I could to get it to go as far as it did. And, you know, I had kids on my team that were really good hitters, but they weren't hitting home runs. Yeah, right. But yeah. now, like, you know, you have a kid who might miss hit a ball and it still goes out because of the bat. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, but it does. And it, you know, back in the day, the games kind of were boring because there, there were a lot of strikeouts and there wasn't, the home runs were very limited, but now people get excited about home runs. So it makes it seem like it's a little bit more fun. As a pitcher, it's not fun, but you know, <laughs> yeah. as a hitter, these kids get excited about hitting home runs. But, and I feel like sometimes we forget about the rest of the game because it's just people trying to hit home runs. Yeah. And yeah. we got to remember, and like, you know, I try to, tell my kids on my team like it's about making sure you can get a base hit when you need a base yep. hit Place, not, placement hitting yep and not just trying to swing for the fence because you're going to pop up a lot i mean especially for us our field is huge right compared to most fields so we had a big field which in turn is good for our pitchers but sometimes it's frustrating for our hitters because if they played somewhere else they might have home runs but yeah here it's a double or a triple but you know and with us having the field the dimensions we have on our field it does bring back the triple because you hardly ever see triples in mm-hmm. No. But no. now with having a bigger field, it brings in the triple and it and it makes it look exciting. Our girls, you know, we laugh all the time because they feel like they're winded at third base, but <laughs> so it, it's fun. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a different game when you get to second base and the coach is waving you on. You're like, really? You, you want me to run that extra distance yeah. down yeah. there? Because I'm going to have to slide with these shorts on, right? Yeah. You're thinking about that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. But yeah. for them, they got pants and, you know, yeah. we very seldomly wear shorts. I mean, like on a day before you would play, we'll just do batting practice and we'll let them wear shorts. But they're pretty much wearing pants most of the time. Yeah, this this is it's a different age and different game. And I know that there's been so much development in the in the sport and it's good to see. I personally when I when the college world series time comes on, I'm I'm like glued in. Yep. You know, you want to see what's what's you know, what the game's coming in, the pitching, the strategy and all those things that come into the double steals. Mm-hmm. You, you don't see double steals in baseball. I mean you not very often anyway. You no. know, it's like much, the ball gets dropped, maybe yeah. a guy will run. But, uh, much faster game for sure. Yeah, definitely a much faster game. So this has been quite uh, a great interview to be able to come over here and spend some time with you, uh, understand a little bit better about what's going to happen here at, at Florida Southern. And I will tell you from, a, from personally knowing you, because I think we met it, probably right around 2004-ish, somewhere yeah. right around there, oh, right? The know. old USF series ago, days yeah. yeah it's been it's been a while and i know i look the same i don't have any gray hair i don't have anything like that but um oh i do don't look at mine yeah. <laughs> i think after this year we all have a couple extra yeah absolutely gray hairs. absolutely but i think that florida southern softball is in great hands with you mo and i think that uh you're going to do some great things here I appreciate so that. we would like to thank you for being on the poke experience with us and sharing some of your your knowledge and some of the things that you've done and you know, on behalf of all of us, you know, good luck to you and the team. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys coming over and, and as much as we can do to help you guys, we will be very willing to do it. And anytime we need to open up the field and figure out a way to get some kids in here, like let's do it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks again. And we'll be uh, talking to you again soon. See you in the spring. All right. Sounds good. Thanks guys. 